Neon sale. This is Pastor's High Eagle Affection, known as Pastor Tim. Well, it has been able to come to my attention that there was a Turkish uh, prime minister, um, if I'm not uh, mistaken, that has spoken about our God. And when I say that he made these declarations against the children of Israel, that God pretty much had him to fall down dead. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Yeah, it's getting to that point now that people are starting to say things over God's word and his way of being able to be who God is. You have stepped on the wrong one. Let me say something. Let me tell you, stop sitting up here and putting your name in things that you should not be doing your mouth on God. Let me, I'm, I, I'm talking about the Elohim, El Shaddai. I'm talking about the El Rafa, the one that is the God of Israel. I am so grateful and thankful for God waking me up this morning. I've been, I was up at three, uh, 33 AM this morning. And also there was another bit of news that I've learned um, throughout uh, getting up this morning. Amen. And it was to find out that my old alma mater, Grand Canyon University, has been uh, pretty much uh, given a lawsuit of 37.7, I think, million or billion dollars against the uh against the university for them saying that they did not give the PhD students adequate information to sit there and tell them that they have to be able to extend their uh, materials and extend their educational opportunities outside of the university. Now, every university that I've been to has told me that. So I don't know what they are thinking but also at the same time, for me personally, I know it's a personal attack. So I'm going to suggest to the University of Grand Canyon that you be the example and pray and seek God's face and still smile and still know that God is going to be able to bring you through. Amen. No matter what's going on, it's still God and God alone. And I will say this is that the when the battle is brought to us, we should be sitting here and saying, Lord, we know your will and your will is going to be done. So now, no matter what's going on, no matter the situation or the circumstance, we know that you're going to be able to be the conquerors and we're going to be able to know you because we're your children. I'm going to say this one more time for the people in the back. Grand Canyon University, I'm telling you that the posture of us should be that for God I live and for God I die. No matter what's going on, that God is watching. So if we do as he says to do, that every time we go into, before we even go into battle, do you understand that we give God praise and glory? And you've seen it every time in God's word that we give him the praise and the honor and the glory that the battle is his and his alone. So do not be afraid. Do not even, and I'm talking to everybody, do not be afraid. Do not sit there 
and look at the circumstances, but know that God is there to be able to protect you, to be able to make you a conqueror, to be able to change your posture, to shift the atmosphere, because you know that God will be able to do that. Amen. We are his children. He goes before us in order for us to be able to fight any battle. He goes before us. Amen. Now, also, too, when I got up to 3.33 this morning, and I was like, Lord, you, 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 woo, Lord, help. But I was like, okay. Um, so as I was praying and then I, I saw this and, you know, I was, I was uh, a little bit understanding that now and I typed it in and I was going back and I went to Microsoft, you know, Bing. And it was saying, because I was like, wait a minute, I've been getting up at three, three, threes. And it says, waking up at a remarkable time of 3.33 a.m. is believed to be a call for seeking divine guidance and connection with God's wisdom and direction. Let me say this one more time. And this is coming from biblical meanings of waking up at 3.33. And it says, waking up at the remarkable time of 3.33 a.m. is believed to be a call for seeking divine guidance and connection with God's wisdom and direction. In the biblical context, the number three holds significant symbolism representing the Trinity and divine completeness. And when I say Trinity, I mean the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, it, it gets better now. I will honestly sit here and I will say, I thank God for being able to wake up. Most people didn't wake up on today. There are so many people that are leaving this earth and also don't have the opportunity to do what God says to do, to fulfill what God has said and the purpose and the plan that God has said for us. Amen. Now, I'm going to say this also. That when I was going through and I'm still going to do uh, Joshua and the book of Joshua and God had me to go back. And I understand that I don't know about you, but sometimes you have to go back in order for you to go forward. And God was telling me about uh, the topic. This is war and having to say that we need to refortify our house. And then he said, let God set presidents over you. And I was like, wow, okay. See, so many times, you remember when you used to get in fights as a kid, right? You used to sit there and if somebody picked on you, especially if somebody called your mama the wrong name, now you know how that go. You're going to sit there and you're going to take off your coat. You're going to take off what whatever you had. And if you were a young you know, child or sometimes even if you were a, a teenager or, or in a, you know, going into, you know, adulthood, you know, I, I'm old school. Go to Vaseline on your face, take off the earrings and uh, get um, the knuckle uh, braces. Amen. <laughs> and uh, go to town. And it was just the fact that we have been warring a lot lately. And I want to say this also, too. This warfare is going to heat up even more. And I was listening to one of uh, the apostles and um, Lady Frederick was saying some things about a, a certain movie. I haven't even seen it yet. 
but God was revealing some things to me um, according to what is going to go on in the body of Christ. Amen. Especially concerning United States for next year. So I was saying, you know, a lot of things that God is saying the last shall be first. Yes. But also at the same as that time, because the enemy does not want us to go back to God, back to our founding father principles, which is God ordained. They want to go ahead and mess up the whole entire situation. And I was really upset that my brother and my sister in Christ, Apostle and Lady Frederick, were uh, in, you know, in uh, New York. And um, they were telling me that the lights were going out or flickering. And then later on, um, there was also another gentleman on um, TikTok, I believe. And he was uh, saying that because of the power outages, that the trains had stopped in New York. And they couldn't even be able to get out on the emergency side of the uh, train. So he went and he was able to maneuver one of the, uh, the back of the trains in order for the people to get out. And he was assisting and helping them get out. And God was telling me that, you know, you haven't you noticed that every time you're in a difficult situation, God brings somebody to you to help you be able to get over it or be able to conquer it. So what I'm saying to you is that God can come in a form of a, a, a angel or uh, he can come in the form of the Holy Ghost to give you instructions, or he can come in the form of just different aspects in your whole, I mean, uh, finances being resolved. I mean, marriage counseling. I mean, all these different areas that God is sitting in here and saying, pray for you to come and, you know, you're asking God, God, I'm asking you, can you help me with my marriage? He gives you counseling. Can you help me with this or that? You know, just the simple things that you may think, is so overwhelming but God comes in and he restores he he comes in and he protects and he he fights for you only if you go and you talk to him let me say that one more time for the people in the back it was a fact that because of what I see going on saints of the most high be careful because this government is not for us. Let me say that one more time for the people. It is not for the people. Okay. It has been able to sell us to the highest bidder. And I want to say this also too. That please be careful how you travel. How, how wherever you are. That you let God lead you. And you let the Holy Spirit that's dwelling within you. And it may be something so just so insignificant, so much, you know, weight to come off of you because you need to listen to him in this last and evil days. I'm going to say it like I mean it, because in this time, in this season, the enemy wants to sift you as wheat. He wants to come around and he wants to destroy you. So I'm telling you from where I see it, from what God has shown me as the prophetess, that you should sit there and honestly, honestly have a conversation with God. 
Ask him to show you some things. Ask you, ask him to show you what is going to happen in 2024 and that you need to get your heart and your mind and your soul posturing towards God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's not even about the degrees. It's not about my, my family. It's not about my wealth. It's not about my home. It's not about my car. It's not, it's nothing. My soul is the most valuable besides my husband and my children and the resting place that I'm going to have for eternity. Y'all need to hear me on tonight. There is such a thing as being able to honestly consecrate yourself, sanctify yourself towards God. And I, and I mean, if you put God first in everything you do and you say, you won't lack for anything. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Once you have God to set your precedence, set the plan before you, you will have no problems. Now, I'm going to say this. Once we start giving God the glory, once we start giving God his just due and that everything that we do and say goes towards what God is telling us, that before even the battle that we need to be able to get in alignment with God, we need to be able to link up. We need to be able to, to Shabbat God, which means to sit there and talk to him, be able to have communication with him because we need this in 2024. We need this immediately now. But I'm telling you, it's, the warfare is going to get a whole lot more significantly sound and it's going to get louder and louder. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let me clarify what I'm telling you is that uh, the dream that I had, I mean, I had this when I was 10 and I saw a lot of different things that when I was 10 and a lot of the prophecies that I saw is coming to pass. And I knew about the one in for the state of Hawaii that was burning, but I didn't see anything else because I was like, Lord, what am I going to say to the people? Because a lot of people will sit there and say this or that. But God was like, don't even worry about them. You need to be able to do it as I say to do. So I'm going to tell you that I saw you know, and I even revealed it to a lot of different people and they had along the lines, same different type of uh, dream about, I had one about New York and it was going under the water and I saw these heavy waves and they were crashing and I couldn't even help the people. I mean, I walked on the, the streets and I saw Liberty and I saw all of that and God picked me up. And he let me see. And all I heard was three booms. And then the water was coming. I mean, these were like almost 40 and 50 foot waves coming in. And I said, Lord. And he said, no, this is my judgment. And I cried. All I could hear was screaming and crying. But also at the same exact time, I saw California. And I saw that people were going underneath the water. And I mean, it was a huge earthquake and California was no longer a part of the United States. Let me tell you something. And in, and to me, like I said, these are just certain things and it may not happen in 2024. But these are the things that I've seen when I was just 10 years old. And some of the things have come to pass. 
So I'm telling you is that we need to be able to sit there and know who God is. Know what God is trying to tell our us as his people. Know that a lot of the times I've seen certain places in the United States burning. I'm talking about like I saw like a nuclear bomb go off. I saw the people that ignited it and I saw like people in black and had a, um, I saw the, uh, Lord help me, Jesus. I also saw the helmets and they had biker helmets and they had, you know, big rough rider, um, motorcycles. And I had one person to sit there and this person, I don't know if it was a male or a female. All I saw was the person say something and it sounded like a dialect that was not of God. And it was something that, you know, really disturbed me and bothered me. And all you can hear was go, go, go. And you see all of these different um, people on motorcycles come up and, you know, and then say spread out. You have your orders. And I mean, you see parts of the United States on flames in, I mean, it's full blown, you know, like a nuclear bomb is going off and people are scrambling and just it, it's chaos just just ultimate chaos now prophetess what are you saying pastor what are you saying what i'm telling you and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to scare you that's not what i'm trying to do what i'm trying to do is educate you on what god has told me believe it or not that's fine with me but do what God has said to do now, because if you don't do what God says do, it is more woes coming. It is more things going to be coming that's going to touch and it's going to hinder and it's going to hurt so many people's lives. And we as the people of God, he's going to warn us first because he knows that the enemy has to see. I've learned this week. Well, I've learned last week also, beginning of last week, that God is under universal law. That means that the enemy has to tell us what's going to happen next because guess what? We have to be able to be choosing that way to go. Y'all don't hear me though. He has to tell us because guess what? We have to have a choice. That's what God ordained in the beginning. He ordained that Adam and Eve had a choice. And also at the same exact time, we're not robots. We can, we can choose to be of God and we can choose to be of Satan. And that's our choice. So what I'm trying to tell you is this, is that, and when he told me about the whole entire and going back to uh, the movie that he was telling me about, I looked it up and it was saying about two Pacific people and you know who these people are. Go look it up. And I was like, wait a minute. Why would they sit up here and put some things out like that? And also how they are living. You got to look at the fruit. I'm going to say it like I mean it. You have to look at the fruit. You have to look at how people are living, not sit up here and be blind to what's going on. So you got so many different um, perspectives of what and how we should be living. But God already giving you the blueprint, which is his word of God. 
Now, please make sure you understand that everything that God has put into this word is for us to live on. It's for us to be able to apply our lives to. It's for us to be able to have physical and mental and social and also be able to have a a spiritual surgery on ourselves to take some things out that we know that is not of God. And also at the same exact time, we need to honestly and then also to this is all uh set up for the mark of the beast coming but not quite but i'm grateful and thankful also for the man that had uh, a veteran and he was able to take down in iowa the statue satanic statue that was in the capitol and he took it down and to to me, I would get I would have got uh, mad at it too because you're setting up altars to Satan, and you know you have all of these comedians and um, music and all these different artists and what have you worshiping Satan because they have sold their whole entire lives over to Satan. And to me, it's like it made me feel good that someone would sit there and honestly say that the convictions for this country and the shift of this country should not change, especially since God has been in the forefront of our nation. Amen. And in that regard, I salute this man. And also at the same as that time, pray for him. Because the enemy will come after them uh, saying that, you know, this is their religious regions and everything else. But there is so many people that needs to rise up and stand up and say some, not just say something, but say what God has said. And we need to stop sitting up here and condoning all of these different um, atrocities that we have to go through. Amen. Now, <laughs> with all that being said. Let's get to uh, letting God take precedence over you, re-fortifying your home. Uh, it is war. I mean, this is just, it gets deeper, but I wanted to at least, and it, it pretty much taking precedence, God is running point. Um, he's the leader of your life if you let him be. You let him become the center of whom you are in God. You won't, you know, you won't have any problems. As far as him fighting for you, will you have problems? Yes, you're going to have to fight three different elements. Satan, of course, you're going to have to fight your old man, the one that you used to be. And also at the same as that time, you have to fight the ideologies of what society is has put on you. Let me say that one more time. You are fighting against Satan. You are fighting now. Also against your old self, you're lying, you're cheating, whatever you used to do, um, the sins of what you used to do. And then on the third, you're also sitting up here as you see, it's rapidly changing how society has becoming more and more um, affluent to what Satan is being saying and that he's God and no, he's not. 
He he is not God. He is not God over God. Let me say that one more time. He is not God. He is not over God. He is not the main alpha and the omega. God is. Now, I'm going to say that one more time. He is not God. God is God and he is not the alpha and the omega. He is not the first and he will not be the last. God is. He was there in the beginning and he's going to be there in the end. Amen. Let's go ahead and also I wanted to say this. I don't know who this is for and I've said it before. Um, in Habakkuk 2 and 4, the just shall live by faith. And I wanted to put that out because we need to live by that. We need to be able to, even though, like I said, you see the circumstances and you see all this stuff piling up. But that doesn't mean that God is, instead of you focusing on the circumstances, why won't you talk to God? Why won't you sit here and say, I thank you, Lord. I praise your name, Lord. I I, I worship you, Lord, for everything that you have given me and everything that you're going to do for me. And even though I don't understand everything that's coming up against me, I know that you will be able to provide amen now let's get into this joshua and i think we left off if i'm not uh misunderstood i'll go back up to joshua the 22nd uh verse and from the second chapter of joshua and please go and get your uh bible and also uh your journal or in a piece of paper or pen to jot down some notes. And they went and came unto the mountain and abode there three days. And until the pursuer were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. And I'm talking about from the people of Jericho, the ones that they sent out to be able to eliminate the two uh, scouts that Joshua were able to place out to the land to make sure that um, to see how Jericho was and to lay out what their battle plan was going to be. And uh, verse 23, so the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all things that befell them. 24, 24th verse, and they said unto Joshua, truly the Lord has delivered into our hands all the land. For even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. Let me get, see, that's the thing. Because God went before them and he saw, they saw all that they have done with Og and these different AI and all these different um, battles. People were deathly afraid of God's people. Do you understand that Satan is deathly afraid of you? Do you understand? Because if you know your fullest potential in God, knowing who God is, knowing that he will provide, knowing that he is our salvation and our strength, he will, it's like we, he knows who you are and whom you belong to. He does not have no dominion, no power, no nothing over God's people. Let me say that one more time. Once you know who God is, once you know that you put on the full armor of God, once you know that you get up and you pray and you fast and, and you go before God and you Shabbat God, it means talking to God. I mean, the enemy has nothing on you. 
And every time that he brings up your past, God reminds him that you've been already covered underneath the blood. Let me say that one more time. Every time that something comes up and he accuses you and goes to God and says, oh, they were doing this and this and this. But then God sits there and says, you know what? I have I have the I plead the blood of Jesus on my on my child. This is this person has changed this. This child of God is starting to work out their issues, starting to work out the sin that they were in, starting to be able to repent, starting to get back into their word, starting to do what God says do. He keeps a record of no wrong. God does it. But the enemy does. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Because the enemy keeps record and God doesn't. See, we're living in a grace and mercy period. But you don't suppose to take that and just throw it and say, oh, well, you know, I'm living under grace and mercy. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Don't treat God like he's just a toy. Don't treat God like he's just one of your one of those people that, oh, well, he's just going to keep giving me love. He's going to keep giving me mercy. No, his son is coming back and he's coming back to do battle. Whether you are on the right side or on the wrong side, he's coming back to do battle. And God even said, I have come to be able to declare war against mother and son father and daughter. I mean, just tearing different families apart because he wants you to know that you're not going to be able to survive if it's not for God's mercy and grace. It's not about your family because I've been around family and because I act differently, because I'm of God, because I'm doing what God says to do. Some of the family members don't accept you because they seen you when you were out there doing whatever. But then when you come in and you're doing better than what they thought or you have what they seem to not grasp upon, they get mad and upset. Look, you don't understand. I go and I grind, but also I go out and I work. And then also at the same, I'm praying at the same time. I'm going to say that one more time. I am praying and working at the same time. I'm believing God, but also I'm out here doing what God says do because what faith without works is dead. I, I mean, have you understand the dynamics? If you don't work, you don't eat. That's in the word. So what I'm telling you is that because of their whole entire mind, come on now, because of how their mind is and how God had put into them and said what she said, how the people were of the of the country do faint because of them, because they know that their God is bigger and better and knows what's going on with the children of Israel than their God. They've been serving. Amen. And that's the little G for their, their God. And ours is the big G, the big Elohim. All right. All right. So let's go into chapter three of Joshua and Joshua rose up early in the morning and they removed from Shittimum and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over and verse two. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host Verse three, and they commanded the people saying, when ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove 
from your place and go after it. So what there, what he told the people is that if they, when they see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God and the priest, they, cause they have to be able to, um, pretty much the Ark of the Covenant had the angels that were like the ones in heaven and they were covering their face and also their uh, feet. But the ones on the top were were kneeling and covering their uh, faces. And this was to symbolize that they were worshiping their art archangels. There are angels that are specifically worshiping God day in and day out. And also uh, in the covenant, or in the Ark of the Covenant, there was uh, two significant things. And I'm going to go back into that later. But I wanted to let you know it was a, a, a it was a box uh, shaped form of the Ark of the Covenant. But they were the only people could be able to um, at, at least have the wooden sticks. No one was supposed to touch it. No one. The only people that can carry the Ark of the Covenant was the priest. All right. And they even had stricter rules than that. But we're going to get into that whole lot more later. But I just wanted to kind of set the boundaries and set the stage of how God is telling you. And the Levites came from Aaron, which is Moses' brother. And he uh, was able to start forming the priest. Amen. And these are the the priests of the Levites were the ones that you would go and give your sacrifice of a dove or your first offerings of, you know, animals, bulls or also wheat um, to sacrifice and, and atone for your sins. Amen. Before Jesus came. So and then uh, verse four, we're going to go into uh, continuing Joshua uh, third chapter, the fourth verse. Yet, therefore, be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near it, that ye may know the way by which you must go. For ye have not passed this way, hence to four. So, pretty much Joshua's telling the people the, the space they have to be able to be behind it. And to give reverence and honor to God, because for them, the Ark of the Covenant was a symbol to the people that God was with them. Amen. And when I said it, I love how God says he's setting precedents. That means he's going before us. And in those times, the Ark of the Covenant, when you saw it coming out with Israel to battle or anywhere, you know, you're going to get scared. You're going to be afraid because they, you know, their God is with them. Amen. And no one else can be before him. Now, verse four. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2000 cubits by measure. Come not near it. That means don't come nowhere closer to it so that um, you may know the way by which you must go. So it's going to direct you and lead you the way that there's because you you don't know where they're going. Only God knows. So he wants to give them enough distance that you see the Ark of the Covenant. But also at the same time, you have that distance so that the God can be able to lead you into where he needs for you to go. See, sometimes we need to give God some time 
and the distance that we have been able to so that he can go before us. So whatever situation, like for instance, somebody goes and he, he or she sits there and is rude and mean to you. Instead of you retaliating, give God some space in order for them to find out what's going on. Amen. Give God the space that you see what's going on, that he knows what's going on before you. Sometimes we need to sit there and just pray and not even speak and let God be able to handle the whole entire situation and conversation. Instead of always, it's always our emotions or we got to react. No, God is sitting there. No, go ahead and and don't even say anything because I'm going to take care of it. Amen. So I want to say that much is, is important to us. And that's important to me also, because sometimes we let our emotions rule us instead of God sitting there and speaking through us or, and not sometimes not even speaking to us through us, but letting our silence be the most important, uh, part of it all. Not saying that we agree with what's going on, but you know that God is going to take care of it and you don't have to lose your character over it. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. You don't have to lose your character over somebody said something. You don't have to use, lose your character over it. Just say, you know what? Let's pray up, pray when that person leave, pray for them. Because they don't know who they've been able to sit there and have that impact over. Let God deal with all of that. You, you stay on your assignment. Amen. Now, it says verse five, and this is the point that God had made to me. And Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders amongst you. Let me say that one more time. And we're in Joshua, the third chapter and the fifth verse. And Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourself for sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders amongst you. Now, I looked it up and I looked up sanctification and it's in the Zorban Illustrated Bible Dictionary. And I was looking up sanctification, the process or results of being made holy, the notion of holiness which applies to things, places, and people, meaning that they are consecrated and set apart for the use of God, who is utterly pure and apart from all imperfections and evil. Okay. And then at the same time, when use of people, it is referred to also to the practical realization within them of consecration to God. That is, it can have a moral dimension. Come on now. That means we're separated. We're set apart for God's glory. We have to be able to sit there and do away with what our sins and being able to ask for forgiveness and recognize all the different things that we were doing that wasn't of God and correct them immediately. And asking God for forgiveness and going a different way or a different path than what the enemy wants us to do. Now, I'm going to say this also, too. I like how he says sanctification is an important part of us being able to get right with God before we go into battle. Do y'all see that? Do y'all hear that? Is that every time that we, before we even get to go into battle, we need to have a posture or a position where God needs to be able to meet us at. He needs to be able to speak to us and through us 
That means we sometimes have to turn over our plates. Sometimes we have to be in prayer. We we have to be in constant uh, meditation. Meditation meaning that you are praying in the spirit and you don't hear may not no one else may not hear around you what's going on but you know what you're constantly in the name of jesus i thank you lord for blessing me and keeping me within yourself within your soul and then having that meditation to transfer throughout the whole entire day and then by the time that you're ready to go to bed at night, you have been able to be refreshed by the Holy Spirit, being able to rejoice and know that God is with you. And it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. But let me say this also is that when he said for tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Do you understand? They had to walk. <laughs> the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2 and 4. And I thought that was so forthcoming. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because we as people, we become so uh, like sheep, okay? And I was like, man, that's a good analogy how the children of Israel would forget what God has done to them. And they had a record. I mean, it was a track record. You can go back and read it where God will deliver them from their oppressors and then they will forget God, do whatever they want to. And then God will bring the, bring another oppressor. And then that's when they will remember God. So I want to tell you this, remember God in your trying times. Remember God in your peaceful times. Remember God when you're in joy and love I mean, all in the good and in the bad, because guess what? God remembers you every day when he wakes you up, when he gives you your two eyes and your limbs and your life. And all, and even when you, I've seen so many people, even when you don't have your limbs or, you know, proper this, or you, you've lost this or certain type of faculties, do you understand that God sits there? If you lose one thing, he will enhance one, another thing. And I've seen that and I've known that. So what I'm saying to you is that you need to face when you face the, the giants or face the enemy in your lives, um, in my life as well. Make sure you have the posture that God is going to be able to sit there and he's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you up and he's going to bring you out. Please understand and note he's going to bring you up. And he's going to bring you out of all the situations, all the dilemmas. So please do as God is telling you to do. Like I said, I don't know who this is for. Maybe this is just for me. But every little significant thing that God tells you to do, it has a huge impact. And like I said, I've been in uh, car accidents where the car, we got hit. Me and Minuet, my Minuet was in the back and I was in the front and we were at a stop, stop, stop sign and uh, stoplight. And the person hit us in the back and it seemed like it's the sound sounds so bad. Like we heard the screech, we heard the, the, the collision and the lady, which was Korean, she didn't even want to get out of her car. She didn't even want to, um, <laughs> even face me. And, um, when, when, um, the, when the people came by, the person she called for her insurance come by 
And he saw, he was like, are you okay? I was like, yes, you know, is my, is, you know, is your daughter okay? Yes, we're, we're, we're fine. And I could see by the time that, you know, she removed the car, um, you know, that she backed up away from me, uh, when we were done taking pictures and everything that the car didn't even have, you know, maybe a, a couple of scratches on it when it could have been a whole, whole lot worse than what it was. And I thank God for that, because like I said, if you really sincerely are believing God for every little thing uh, for everybody else, believe God for yourself, believe God for your family, for, for your ministry, for whatever you put your hands towards, and that's going to edify the body of Christ. Put it towards that. Put it towards the way that God wants you to be able to live and move. And he has a blessing for you in mind also. And I'm going to say this for myself. I had to start because I was speaking life for everybody else, but I wasn't speaking over myself. And I wasn't speaking right. And God was, you know, convicting me of that because he would say life and death is in the tongue. And I started saying, you know what? I'm going to be, I am going to be wealthy. I am going to be in my generation. I am going to be able to lead um, my children out of poverty and all these different things. And I am going to be one of the women of God that God wants me to be. And I am going to be, and I am loved. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am beautiful. I am of God. I am. And I had to start realizing that all of the things that I was trying to bog myself down with, it and trample myself down. God didn't like that. He he made me. So even if I gain weight or or if I'm 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 thin as a pole or whatever, I got curves or you know I've had three children and all this other stuff. God still and even if you know that you need some help, go to the gym, go work out, you know what have you. But don't sit there and say that God did not create us in his good and his likeness because at the end when he sat there and he created us he said it was good it, that we were we were good that we were his creation that all the different things that go on we're still good in God's sight no matter what happens, no matter what's going on, no matter how much the body has to be tossed and turned. And, you know, some of us are um, lost of limbs and paraplegics who lost of eyes or what have you faculties. God still says it's good. So don't you sit there and downgrade yourself because of what some man or woman has said about you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't let people dictate where you're going and I had to live I live this out every day I had to learn that whoever is talking and speaking they need to make sure they're bringing life and not death to me I need to be able to hear life and and, and accept that and know that and speak over my own self and over my own children and over my own finances and over my own marriage I had to learn let me speak life and not death so with that being said, I see how sanctification, how we living by faith, how we are letting God be able to set the precedence over us or run point for us. All of that is encompassed in just a couple of scriptures, a, a couple of scriptures. We're not even in the meat and potatoes yet. We haven't even gotten to the battle yet. 
See, that's the thing is that before we got to the battle, we need to be able to, to, to let a, a whole lot of weight and a whole lot of sin and a whole lot of stuff that we carry from year to year to year to be gone. We, we need to be able to sit there. And I remember when I, I don't know about you and it may not apply to you, but I remember when I was younger and I remember when people were doing things to me. And I would let the things that they did to me roll off my back and I still smile through the whole entire situation. And then when I start getting a little bit older, that's when it started affecting me a whole lot more. Like it started to, I started to realize and resonate of what was going on and that God was sitting here and telling me, you know what? You need to sit there and you need to honestly, um, go in and evaluate yourself. And then I started to realize that the way I used to be, I'm changing and it's not the change that God needs for me to do. So I need to go back to having that love and that compassion and that understanding. And also, I'm going to say this also too, as a, a prophetess, a lot of people are like, oh, you should be nice. No, I'm doing it the way that God has told me to do it. I have not seen um, a prophet or a prophetess be nice <laughs> in that when God brings forth the word of God, I'm here to warn you. I'm here to tell you what's going on. And I'm not here to sit here and sugarcoat nothing because I got to give an account to God to whatever I say and I do for his word. Now, yes, I have the fruits of the spirit, but also at the same exact time, I have to do it the way that God has shown me and told me to give it to the people because some people, some of us are hard headed. We are so much used to not hearing from God, but then when we hear from God, you want to get upset and mad that God said it this way or you know, God will have me in tactful places and say it like this or say it like that because it's critical. Some of us might have lost our jobs and haven't lost this or that. And you losing your faith and you losing your hope. But God is sitting here and telling you, what have I done that you are sitting up here and going against me? God has given us the tools and the ability to sit here and walk by faith. We're, we're able to do, and even when the bills are due, even when you don't have enough for the heat and the light bill and all this other stuff, you need to trust God and live by faith. You need to sit there and do something. I mean, you've heard so many testimonies of people going out and going to buy something and God giving them money. And I've heard my testimony where I'm fully pregnant. I'm expecting my next my next daughter. And God is sitting up here. And because my me and my husband were in California and we were walking back to the hotel they gave us and pretty much. The man, because he was Korean, he saw us and he was a gate guard. He said, because I, you know, told my husband to come here and he said, because I like your children or I, I love your children. He gave us money and we had negative three dollars in the bank. 
And I'm telling you, it's just those type of situations where I know for a fact that if I didn't trust God in the times when it was very low, how am I going to trust God when I'm eating like so much higher and going so much faster and going all the, I need to trust him in the high highs and the low lows. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I need to trust God when there is no money in the bank and you need to praise him and trust him when there is money in the bank. When the trials and tribulations come, you should trust him even the more and you should trust him even the more when you have peace and you've been able to stock your, your whole entire shelves. Y'all, I'm telling you, it's something about being able to be prepared in this time that God is telling you. And you need to get to that point that God, when God says it, you need to jump on it and you need to do it immediately. So what I'm saying is that doors are going to be open to the body of Christ. And we need to be able to go forth and do what God says do. And when that comes up, we need to be able to, to trust and believe that God will take care of us. So what I'm saying is that before they even crossed the, the river Jordan, they had to sanctify themselves. They need to be able to have a consecration. I'm talking about from the baby all the way up to the oldest person. We needed to be able to understand that sanctification, you're setting yourself aside. You're setting yourself time and effort and prayer and fasting and meeting God where he needs to be at and giving him his just doing his time. Amen. Now let's go into verse six and we're still in the third chapter of Joshua. And Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders amongst you. And that verse six, and Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and it went before the people. Do you understand that because Joshua was able to command the priests to take up the ark and let it pass over before the people? That's to encourage them. That's to let them know that you are or you're setting aside time to be able to be with him. You're setting aside time to be able to get rid of what you have within you. You're setting the time time to be able to do what God says. Do You're setting God as the president or the point to run towards and not and to be able to lead you and guide you now. I'm going to say this in verse, in verse uh, seven, and the Lord said unto Joshua, this day will I bring to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Do you understand that significance? Because Joshua was under Moses. So when God went and because of Moses' disobedience, he couldn't go into the promised land. So Joshua became the person that was the pretty much uh, overseer now for the people. And now God is being able to elevate him so the people can see that he is going to be able to take point. Now he's going to be able to take command over them and that God will be with him. And I love how they do say that Joshua 
even though he was a man of war and strategics and everything else, he loved God above all else. And he was able to sustain all of his, I mean, he looked good for his age. Amen. So what I'm saying is that God will sit there and let you not look like <laughs> all the different things that you've been through, all the different wars that you've been through, all of the different situations and the mannerisms that you've been through because you've been able to be faithful to God when no one else was. And he will set you upon people. He will set you so high and God will have you to be known towards people nations wise because of who you are serving and who God is in you. And you only alone are humble and um, obedient to God. So I feel as though because of his obedience and his humbleness and his, his, his ways of being able to do it, thus says the Lord that caused, um, that caused Joshua to have all of the handsome and all and his features never failed and his heart never failed and his mind and his body did not fail because of what God was taking him through. Amen. Now, that's my opinion. You need to look it up. Amen. Now, verse eight, and thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. Look here. Let's read it again. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when ye are come to the brink of the water of the, I mean, right at the edge of the water of Jordan. Okay. Ye shall stand still in the Jordan. Verse 9, and Joshua said unto the children of Israel, come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. Come closer. We, 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 come on, come on. We need to hear from God. This is the words of the Lord. Verse 10, and Joshua said, hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you and that he will not fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hevazites and the Parasites and the Juliusites and the Amorites and the Jubites. Verse 11, behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Verse 12, this is significant. I mean, as soon as God is being able to recognize and know that the Ark of the Covenant, which is God, is passing over before you in the Jordan. Verse 12, now therefore take you 12 men out of the tribe of Israel, out of every tribe a man. Verse 13, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant excuse me, ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that came down from above and they shall stand upon a heap. That means that God will sit there and cut the water off. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. That he will cut the water from the river Jordan so that the Ark of the Covenant can be able to pass on dry land. How, what, what was that one at? Wait, wait, wait I, I, don't, I don't hear y'all. What, 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 what was in that? What, where, when was that one? 
Oh yeah, that was when Moses had led the people over to the promised land. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And the Red Sea. And he let the people be able to have them to pass over and to on dry land. And once Moses was saw that all the people had crossed the river that or the sea rather he was able to put his hands down and the Egyptians that were coming because at the time Ramses had sat there and commanded all of the Egyptians of his command to go and re, re, to retrieve the, the people of Israel to come back to Egypt and as soon as Moses' hand that was stretched out would go down, that's when the seas came in and, and encompassed them. And how do I know this was real? Um, they have scientific understanding and fact that they analyzed the river and they found pieces of the chariots and the wheel of the chariots and the metal of the chariots. And even some of them have found um even down to the finest detail of what an egyptian uh chariot was like and because they found the wheel of the chariot and the detail of the chariot they were able to let it known to that linked up to the ramses that we were talking about in the bible with moses so yes this did happen and yes we have biblical uh archaeologists that have seen this uh documented it and known that this is a significance for us. What's again proving who God is, Amen. But let me digress. Let me, let me, let me, uh, <laughs> let me, um, just say this. We gonna have to do a part two on this, man. Past. I'm just saying this is good. I mean, this is this is the meat and potatoes I keep telling y'all about. When you get into Word of God, next thing you know, you already seen. It's already been, you know, time is all is is winding down. I was like, man, that went by fast. But because we got into the word and it was so good and it was so in detail, you know, and you get immersed into it, and then the Holy Spirit is being able to talk and God is able to talk, you know, through you, man, this this stuff becomes more and more real. So we're gonna put a pen in it. And I want to say this, if you don't know the great I am, the El Shaddai, Elohim, if you don't know God for yourself, get into a relationship with him. And I'm telling you, that was the best situation, best, um, the best thing I ever done in my lifetime. Amen. And I'm going to say this, and it says in Romans 10, let's go through it, 9 through 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. 
verse 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved so i'm saying to you brothers and sisters if you are not of god and you are also uh pursuing god and pursuing all these different things and you're not finding peace i would recommend please this is just the first step this is just being able to recognize what we need to come out of and and know that god is being able to help us through genuine i mean genuinely asking for forgiveness and then going in and, and accepting his son confession with the mouth and, and believing that he was risen from the dead, that is just a, a beginning. And you're going to have a long, hard battle because you're going to fight yourself. Like I said, you're fighting Satan and then you're fighting society of what we're supposed to be doing. But if you go and you read the word of God, and you talk to God and you have a constant communication with God and you look it up in the word of God, he will give you revelation after revelation of how you should live. How you should be able to speak and uh, the Beatitudes and the uh, gifts of the spirit and also how we are able to have the fruits of the spirit and, you know, Galatians and um, love, joy, peace, long suffering, meekness, all of these different things. And God will give that to you. So now I'm telling you that I'm going to put a pin in this, but it was good. And I really wanted to just let you know that no matter what, we have a God that sits on the throne and he sees and he's looking on high. And don't think that God doesn't see our tears and, you know, the hurt and the pain that we feel that God does not see. And we are going to be able to conquer all that God has given us. Amen. Whether we are here or in heaven, we need to understand that God is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. And before anything else, we need to sit here and honestly give him praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for blessing us. Thank you for your son coming. And, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it loud. Merry Christmas. I don't care about no happy holidays because guess what? Jesus was the reason for the season. He is the only one. That had had that God has sent his son, that his only son to be able to sit here and come and give us the life that we have and give us a connection back to God. He's the only one, even Santa Claus and the background of Santa Claus coming from Greece to go and see about Jerusalem and he goes and he finds Jesus and he finds at the re and the church of where Jesus was born and he goes and he significantly does his research and he knows what God is and who God is so guess what Klaus has to bow down to God every I'm talking about every one of us has to bow down Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Every, every, I don't, from the youngest to the oldest, everyone. So why won't you do that now? Give your life to him, amen. 
Now, thank you for listening. And if you like what you have heard thus far, please follow, subscribe. If you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and other major platforms such as Facebook, also YouTube. And if you enjoy this, please leave a five-star rating that we can be able to reach more people. And if you have any questions, comments, you can find me on Facebook. It is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. If you just started listening to me, thank you. If you have listened to me from the beginning and you are still with me, thank you. And for the ones that have just, you know, taken a chance and bumped into my podcast, um, thank you one, one and all. It has been my pleasure. I will tell you that it has been a a really awesome and sometimes we had to realize just to say thank you God for everything we go through because it's making us and not breaking us and when it breaks us it's breaking us to be off of the sin it's off the shame off the regret um breaking us from off of um generational curses it's breaking us from what we should not be doing to what we should be doing amen So with that being said, thank you so much for all that, you know, all my listeners. I thank you so much for the faithful ones and for the ones that just started. And also for the ones that, you know, I thank you for taking the time out just to hear what God is saying to the people. But once again, like I said, get prepared for 2024. It is a lot of different things that God showed me. And even if it doesn't happen in 2024, Oh, a lot of times God will give us things that will happen in different stages and different in different times. And I mean, as a as a person that's prophetic, I'm telling you, I can see things. And, it, it, you know, when when I have when it happened that I saw these things at 10, it is now just it's taking 20 years almost for me to see all of these things come to fruition. Of what God is saying. So please, and God is speeding up the time. So the time is now. Accept him as your personal savior today. For we are not promised tomorrow. And please make sure that you go to my podcast. Listen and you know, if you like it, please stay with us and let us know what you think. Questions and comments, no problem. Let us know. Like I said, once again, Merry Christmas. It is the reason he, Jesus is the reason for the season. And to me, at this time, it is hallelujah. <laughs> um, Tchaikovsky said it right. And I don't know if, you know, it's just a snippet of who God is. But every time I listen to Tchaikovsky, hallelujah. It's just praising God. And to me, that's getting me ready to go when we do get into the heavenly heavens. That God, we we get to praise God. We get to worship God. We get to magnify him. So why won't you start practicing now? Why I'm not saying you don't have to do it in front of people. You can do it in your home. You can do it in your car. You can, you know, put on your gospel music and just give God the praise and the glory wherever you go. Make it main, main known. 
that Jesus is the reason for the season. Merry Christmas is that's it. Merry Christmas. Amen. Let that hit around that it's God and it's God alone, especially for the United States. Merry Christmas. All right. Que non sommes-nous